I am now joined by a guy that has 170 career starts. He is a four-time Pro Bowler, and I think I'm more fascinated with his Virginia Tech teams than even what he's doing in the NFL. It is the main man, Dwayne Brown, on the left side of your Seattle Seahawks. Dwayne, how you living, man? I'm good, man. Enjoying this quarantine life, chilling. Seattle, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Um, my wife and I moved out here about three years ago. And uh, so I spent my all seasons out here and uh, been, been chilling out here and getting the sunshine. I look, I'm doing a deep dive on you and I start seeing, oh, he's a Virginia guy. And then he goes to Virginia Tech. And I'm like, oh, of course, he starts off at tight end and then moves to tackle. <laughs> it like oh, Jason Peters, you like, yeah. Did you think you were going to be a tight end at one point? When you started, you're like, I'm catching touchdowns. Oh, absolutely. And I was I was reluctant reluctant to make the move. Um, I played tight end my my redshirt year, and then uh, my freshman year I played, and then going into my sophomore year, it was a lot of buzz about it. Uh, couldn't stop gaining weight. I was about 270 at the time. Um, still athletic, but, uh, you know, the coaches approached me and they told me I was the second string tight end behind Jeff King, uh, who played in the league for like eight years. And um, they were like, you had a chance to be on the field quicker. And I, I, I didn't want to hear it. Like you said, I wanted to catch touchdowns. Uh, didn't, didn't see the glory and blocking all the time. Uh, but, again, it, it was a, it, I made the move two weeks before our first game. <laughs> and uh started and uh never looked back so you're saying like you started gaining weight and it just couldn't stop like your body was like nah bro we need to be bigger than this yeah wow yeah your whole once i got to college big? man because i mean in high school i played yeah yeah my, my dad's about six three my mom's about six feet tall um yeah so it, it was it was in the cars for me uh, and then I'm looking at your team and the names, man. Like, if anybody remembers Virginia Tech football, so this is after, like, Vic and Kevin Jones and Lee Suggs and all that. And then it was, like, yeah. you, Eddie Royal. And then, then when I saw, like, Macho Harris and Jimmy Williams, yeah. like, yeah. that run of Virginia Tech football was great. What was it like for you? Man, we were we were dominant, man. I got there right my freshman year, my redshirt year was my last, our last year in Big East. So my troop, my, my freshman year I played was the first year we were in the ACC. Um, and we were dominant, you know, uh, Miami had their run and then, you know, we took over and uh, it, it lasted like that my the entirety of my career there. Um, we had some ballers, you know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of NFL talent. Uh, a lot of guys went on to play for a while, um, you know, and the run has continued, you know, and, uh, Struggled a little bit recently. You know, I'm hoping we can get it turned around. But your senior year was Tyrod Taylor's freshman year. And now, like, everyone's excited. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's finally going to get his chance. And then they draft Justin Herbert. But I've, everyone always talks about Tyrod like he's a very old soul. And I was curious if he was like that when he first came in as a freshman. He was, man. He was very reserved, um, you know, Funny guy, but not like not like a young funny guy. Like you know, very kind of you know dry humor. You know, never yeah. you know very like you said the old soul. I think his his dad had a big influence on that. Like I have to get a chance to meet his dad. You know, he 
he he he resembled him quite a bit. Um, really good guy, man. And I'm I'm hoping he'll he'll battle it out for that spot in, uh, with the Chargers. Um, he's been a, a solid player his throughout his career, you know, and uh, works extremely hard, um, you know. So we'll see what happens for him. Same team, the guy that I was completely wrong on. Uh, I just think it was so much pressure with his older brother Mike, but Marcus Vick, like. I remember he came in that first game through like a 50 yard touchdown and it was like, Oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Like, what he, was it like? But he was in the news all the time. What was it like to ride yeah. that roller coaster? It was wild, man. Um, Marcus is another, another good dude when I was there, you know, uh, he made the transition to tackle a lot, a lot easier for me. Um, you know, if I, if I had a traditional, traditional pocket pass, when I moved from tight end tackle, it might've been a, a different ball game, but you know, having him, there, my first game was against Mario Williams, actually, when he was at North Carolina State the, the year he went wow. number one. Um, and Marcus made it better for me. Yeah, I'm, I got beat a few times, but uh, Mario couldn't complete the sack. Um, the baller, man, you know, had had NFL talent, you know, but uh, just had uh, had some issues off the field that, that uh, caught up with him. And then I saw one teammate, and this is where I'll wrap up Virginia Tech, and I went, how fitting is it that Dwayne Brown was on the same team as Cam Chancellor and probably through oh, your man. whole run with Houston was looking at Cam in Seattle going, man, I'd love to play with that guy again. And now you're there. I just thought that was, it, it fit together perfectly. That's exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, Cam is someone I have a lot, a lot of respect for. Uh, obviously, as a player, you know, he came to Virginia Tech as a quarterback and then transition wow. into one of the hardest hitting safeties of all time. Um, but as a man, you know, he's a, a very, very solid person. You know, um, him and his wife, good people, just had a baby not too long ago. Um, when I made the, when I got traded there, you know, that's what I was most excited about. I mean, obviously I wanted to play with Russ and but I didn't really know him that well. Uh, but Cam is someone that, you know, I really wanted to play alongside and and, and be on the same team with. And uh, it was, it was tragic, you know, that his career had gotten cut short uh, right when I got there. My second game there, uh, you know, he had he got the neck injury that that that, that put him in retirement, man. And uh, you know, we had a couple of talks about that. Um, you know, it, it was it sucked, you know, to, to not be able to to be in the same locker room with him. But uh, he's still there in spirit. You know, he comes around the building quite a bit. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm 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 really happy to to be able to just to, just to share a couple of games with him. You're telling me that you saw Cam come in as a quarterback and then watched him transition to that safety? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what? he, I mean, he was a good quarterback. You know, he was a good quarterback. He he was in line, you know, to compete, to play. Uh, but the, the size he is now, you know, he was kind of like me. You know, he just got in that weight program uh, and just kept getting bigger. And he was in a so you're telling athlete, me he would have you know, competing with like Sean Glennon, Marcus Vick, and Tyrod Taylor. He would have been in that QB room. Yeah, crazy wow. man. <laughs> as crazy as my story is, I think his might be might be wilder. Did you? Was there ever a doubt? Like when they put him in at safety in a practice, where you're like, "All right, let's see if Cam can hit." And then was there a play where you guys went, "Oh, he's fine." Yeah, I mean. As in practice, uh, you know, most guys, they kind of shy away from contact. Not, not most guys, but, you know, they don't, they don't run through people as much. Um, but Cam only knew one speed, you know, and he moved there. And it, it was no transition of, okay, 
I'm going from offense to defense. I'm going from quarterback to safety. Like, how do I, how do I, you know, make this transition? How do I learn how to hit people? Now, it was immediate. You got over there. You caught the ball across in the middle. You better better have your mind right. Uh, that's what it was. Amazing. Um, all right. So I've been working on not talking yeah. too much when I interview people because I can't shut the fuck up. Like I have a problem. So I'm going to try a new thing. It's called Left Go Shuts Up, where I ask you a question and then I'm going to not talk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number one. How many rounds could you go with Mike Tyson right now? So I've had this conversation a couple times uh, since his video footage has, has come out. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm getting past one round, man. You know, as, <laughs> as confident as I am in my ability, um, Mike, Mike is my favorite boxer to watch of all time. Um, mm. And I, I know his story. I read his book. So, I, you know, just one of my favorite people. So. Seeing him at 53 uh, just look as, as as sharp as he did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, it's scary. You know, and, and I'm very confident in my ability to fight. But uh, it's just one of those guys you just don't want to mess around with, man. And I, I think 53, 63, he's, he, he's, he's going he's to put you out. So That's, you I'm have staying like... away from Mike. You got like a hundred pounds on him. You got a bunch of inches on him, but there's something about the sound of his punches. <laughs> like even now that it, like yeah. I have to move the phone away from my face. Cause it scares me. That's how incredible he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, and if you, I don't know if you watch his, if you look at any of his podcasts or anything, but you know, just his mentality is different. Like he, I remember I saw the clip where he was talking to, uh, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, he was talking about how he was he was scared of the old person that he was and he didn't want him to come back and he got emotional. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting in the ring with that, man. Like, that's just, uh, that's a different mentality that I don't want no part of. Yeah, if he has a side <laughs> of himself that he can't control, that's yeah. like a whole thing. Um, yeah. All right. What is the first time that you were on the same team as Russell and he made a play and you got like filled with hope. You were like, "Wow, man!" Um, it's too many to name. Um, I mean, I, I can, I can, t- I, I, I can give you an even better story. So, the, the the last game I played in Houston before we got before I got traded there was against Seattle. Um, played against them on a Sunday and got traded there that Tuesday morning after the game. And I kind of knew I was going to get traded there during the game while I was while I was competing against them. And so obviously I was looking at you know competing against the team, but but scouting them to see you know what what it's going to be like for me the rest of the season. And uh, that game was a, a shootout between him and Deshaun. Like uh, we ended up losing like thirty something, like thirty five to forty two or something like that. I can't remember, but it was uh, one touchdown. Whoever game, had the ball last both... was winning. Exactly, and. Um, you know, both of our defenses were, were solid, um, but Rush just made a couple more plays. And I remember just watching him on our sidelines, like, it's going to be good. You know, he, <laughs> that, was, that was my first time, uh, you know, seeing him in person, you know, um, and I'm like, all right, it's going to be good. Uh, and, and, you know, he hasn't let me down. I mean, he's, he's incredible, man. A generational talent. 
uh, extremely hard worker, and uh, I'm happy he's on my team. Did you see recently that it was revealed that Russell Wilson not only has not won an MVP, which is mind-blowing, but he's never got an MVP vote? Like, not yeah. a vote. Yeah, I don't understand that. Because, um, I, I mean, this past season, it was him and Lamar, from what I saw. Like, that was the – those were the two battling out. So, for him to not – obviously, Lamar had a, a, a historical season. Um, but for him to not get a single vote is is mind-blowing to me, you know. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I can't um, explain it. All right, the other guy you play with, Deshaun – and you've played with a lot of guys. I mean, you play with Matt Schaub. But the first time that you're there and you're the vet and Deshaun Watson comes in and he makes a play that you actually made a noise. Like, it was so good that that sound came out of you. So that, that same game, I'd say, man, uh, <laughs> it was a wild year for me because uh, I was, you know, in a contract dispute with the team and I wasn't around. Um, so that was my first week back. My first week back, that was the first. That was the only game I played in for Houston that year, and um, I kept, you know, I watched him obviously, and 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 I, you know, respected him. And you know, really good kid, man. Um, going to that game, and and as good as our defense was, I mean, they had, you know, Bobby, they had KJ, they had Michael Bennett, Frank Clark, you know, Richard Sherman, Earl, Cam, they had everyone, and Deshaun was, you know, a rookie, and he's so poised. Century Link Field is the loudest stadium, and and he's so poised, like never rattled about anything. Uh, and he made one play where I think two guys – I had my guy blocked, but I, I saw the replay. There were two guys that got through, and he made both miss and just threw a, a, a dart for a touchdown uh, in the red zone. Uh, and I'm like, yo – like I, you know, I know I'm, I know I'm out here after this game, but this kid is a monster. And uh, again, he hasn't slowed down since, man. Um, and uh, again, I got a lot of respect for him. Really good kid, really great head on his shoulders, and he's gonna he's gonna have a phenomenal career. I I always say that this podcast is the players' podcast. Whenever there's a contract dispute, why would I ever side with an owner? that's charging me $20 for soda. Uh, I'm going to go with the players that I root for and I actually care about. And I, I remember that you really stood firm. You stood your ground and you said, I'm getting what I'm worth or I'm not playing here. As you look back at it now, are you proud of what you did? Do you look back with it with pride? Absolutely. Um, it was a, the tough, it was one of the toughest decisions of my life. Uh, and it sucked. You know, I, football is everything to me. Um, my teammates are doing to me. So not being out there, um, you know, it, it, I hated it. I hated not not being able to, to compete, um, not being able to be out there with the guys. Um, but, you know, it was it was something that I needed to do for myself. I needed to do for my family. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if I, I felt like if I wasn't, the value wasn't set uh, there, then there would be someone that, that did see the value. And um, it worked out. I'm in a, a great situation. Uh, love Seattle. Love the locker room. Uh, love the fans. And, um, you know, I was able to get an extension the next season. Um, and it worked out for them, too. I mean, they got, you know, a really good left tackle in, in Lambert Tunsil. And, um, you know, so we're all good. With that being said, you, Trent Williams went through it this past year. 
What what do you feel for yep. Trent right now that he's similar to you? He's going to a situation, you'll see him twice a year, but what do you feel for Trent with what he just went through? Uh, his situation is a little different, man, because, um, you know, he, he had a medical deal. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, that, Yeah, that was wild, man. He had a medical deal that, you know, looked to be potentially life-threatening and uh, something, I guess, they misdiagnosed it or something. So that that's a, a whole different uh, thing, but it, it worked out well for him. Uh, right. Obviously, you know, we, we, we were both fortunate enough to be able to make enough in our careers to make that kind of stand. Uh, to where, you know, you miss out on a, a large paycheck, um, you know, but he's gone to the team that just came from the Super Bowl, you know, so, and they have, uh, you know, great players at every position, you know, so. Uh, and you know one thing right. else they have, because you were there with him for his first two years as offensive coordinator, he's going to Kyle yeah. Shanahan. And you saw yeah. that mad genius get born, dude. Your first two years were his yeah. first two years. Yeah, uh, Kyle is a, he's a genius. You know, I, I got to see it in person when I was there. Uh, we were a top five offense for a couple of years. Um, won a lot of games, put up a lot of yards, and uh, I get to see it in person now <laughs> on the on the opposite uh, sideline twice a year. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him, man. He deserves it. You know, he's 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 really grinded and and and, and paid his dues. Uh, in this league, and you know, he's in a situation now where you know, and I, he's, a, he's a good dude. Like I, you know, I talked to talked to guys on the team and asked you know how they like him as a head coach, and they love him. You know, so salute uh, to Kyle, man. Just just hope we can we can win against him this year. Yeah, exactly. You want him, you want him to have success, <laughs> but not against you guys. But it, yeah. it is wild. Yeah. Like he had Matt Schaub doing that. Andre Johnson has told me before that he he changed his career by telling him how to run routes differently. Austin yeah. Hooper has told me that he could like predict the future and see, he'd be like, Oh, this will be a touchdown when we run this on Sunday. It's just, it's another level that you don't see a lot. Yeah. I remember, man, you know, obviously um, a lot, we, we used to have like our first 15 plays scripted uh, when I was there with him and, and, and um, he would make adjustments, but he had a good idea. He had such a good idea for what, what the defense is going to run. Like you said, kind of predict what they want to want to run. Usually when you when you script the first 15, it's kind of, all right, whatever they run, we're just going to run this, and then we'll go from there. But he had an idea, okay, if we get this amount of yards on this play, and then we're, then we're going to run this, and they'll line up in this, and we'll get them. Like, it, it was it was wild, man. And um, It's like a cheat sheet. Being a young <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, for my skill set, like, that zone offense was uh, – it was, it, was it was a perfect match, you know, so I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I saw you recently were retweeting stuff about the aliens. So I'm curious, what do you think aliens look like? Ah, well, um, no idea, man. I've, 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 I've researched some stuff. Um, obviously you see what Hollywood and, and people think they look like. Uh, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I think, I think there, there may be a lot of aliens walking around that look just like us. Um, I still think yeah, it's like Independence Day, where it's like kind of like the alien and like a big fate. I don't know. That's just you're probably yeah. right. They probably yeah, are man. us. I think there's a lot of them. Yeah, they probably are us. Um, uh, I, I love alien. I love alien talk. You do. You love alien. Okay. Well, like what? It, what conversation about aliens right now excites you? Because I'm clearly behind you in alien research. Um. 
well, they just declassified, you know, those videos of the UFOs. Um, and I just, you know, I, I see a lot of footage. You know, I see a lot of footage. I think, and I've seen seen more footage in the last year, I think, than than we've seen in a, ever. You know, so do you think I don't it's know what's happening, out or do you think there's more activity? I think it might be both, but I think it's more activity. It go it goes probably goes right in line with everything else that's going on in, in the world. My my theory is that what a better way to distract people from the coronavirus and all of this stuff going on. Then I remember when it came out that on a random Friday being like, by the way, you guys want to watch this cool UFO video? Like that's what <laughs> I thought happened. Yeah, yeah. That that that's probably right too. It's like, uh yeah, yeah, just so you, in case you're bored and you don't want to want to be feel depressed about being in a house. Here you go. There's a UFO video for you to think about. Um I keep okay. So, do you think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett can read each other's minds? Do you think they have telepathy between those two? It seems like it. It seems some of the plays that we have, we've made. Uh, it's it's insane, you know. Because um, like I look at both of their statures, you know, what I mean, they're not really big guys, and so with the with the vision that Russ has to see Tyler or and vice versa, you know, and, and for him to break off certain routes and the ball placement, um, where only he can get it, like it's 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 pretty crazy, you know. And I think um the throw that they, that Russ made in the, the, the Rams game last year, that's one of the best plays I've seen in my life. Uh it was also a couple of plays we made against the Falcons. It was just like you just have to like Man, like I, you, you have those emotions. Like, what did that just happen? And then you have to line up for the next play, and then you get to the sideline, and you're just like, right, "We got to talk about this play that just made." Like, yeah, those, those two are, are incredible. And then you add in DK Metcalf, and I'm sure you you saw him coming to practice, and you were like, you know, if he plays anything the way he looks, we are good. And I, people around the league, when I start talking about top yeah. wide receivers, they're already saying his name. Like they're already starting to put him in there. Yeah, yeah, he's a a, a physical specimen, man. Um, and obviously, the, the the his combine, you know, the workout was shown pictures of him in the weight room. We saw how jacked he was. Uh, but he worked so hard. Like he came in there, and uh, we, I remember we were in the weight room one day, and he's doing like dumbbell rows with like one thirties. And for context, I mean. Uh, I, you know, I, I, my, my, my dumbbell row is pretty heavy, and I, but I would probably do around 150s, 160s. And for him to be doing 130 as a rookie wide receiver is absurd. Um, and, and I think just as the year went on, I mean, uh, I don't think anyone can guard him one-on-one. He's just – he's too big, too strong, too fast, um, runs good routes and, and can catch, you know, and so – um, but his, his drive to be great, I think is what's really going to elevate him, you know, and, uh, you just, you can see as the, as the year went on, he just got more and more comfortable and, and more and more confident, you know, and I think that's only going to get, uh, it's only going to increase this year. I saw you, uh, retweeting Brandon Brooks, uh, who I think is the best right guard in football. Uh, I right up there with like, um, uh, Nick Martin. No, what's, uh, Zach Martin. Zach. But I'm curious, yeah. and I saw you saluting Joe Staley. If you were going active guys right now, left to right, what would be your best offensive line? Man. Because uh, you're a left tackle. We're going to put you there. 
All right. Yeah, I don't want to have to make the decision. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I put myself at left. Um, left guard. Left guard. I got to think hard about that. I would start at right so I can. Um, yeah. Lane Johnson uh, at right tackle. Hands down, no questions. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Schwartz is, is pretty good. He's up there. Okay. Um, um, Brandon Brooks to right guard. Zach Martin is a strong, strong competitor for that spot. Um, center. I saw Travis Frederick just retired. Um, yeah. Guys that made the yeah. All-Pro last year were Rodney Hudson and Jason Kelsey. And at left guard, yeah. Quentin Nelson, Joel Batonio, uh, and Joe Tooney. Yeah, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Hands okay, down. so have you seen him play in person yet? What vibes does Quentin Nelson give you? I haven't seen him play in person, but obviously a lot of his footage has, has, has gotten has gone viral. Um, he's just a big, big, massive, strong dude that can move. Um, he plays with a, a edge, um, and you know, he just he battles, man. You know, I doesn't get. I mean, he gets a lot of attention, but not as much being in that market. I don't think. Um, but yeah, he's a beast, and uh, he's a young player. You know what I mean? And you know, the older he gets, the stronger he'll get. So uh, that's that's scary to think about. He gives me like 1960s vibes too. Yeah. Where like you see one of those pictures and like three teeth are missing and he's ripping out somebody's <laughs> jaw. Like that's Quentin Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Throwback. He's a throwback player. Uh, I looked at your schedule last year. Man, did you face not every single play, but some guys on the other side that can get after the quarterback. TJ Watt, Cam Jordan, Chandler Jones, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Shaquille Barrett, Fletcher Cox, Daniil Hunter, Brian Burns. Of all those names, who's one that comes to mind that you were like, man, when I saw him last year, it was an experience? Um, I think Aaron Donald's the best defensive, defensive lineman in football, but him as a three technique, I don't get uh, as many one on one battles with him. As the interior guys, um, right on the edge. Um, on the edge, I got to go with my division. Uh, I think Chandler Jones and, and Nick Bosa are are um, they're as good as they get. Uh, Chandler, someone you know, the the veteran who's been doing it a long time and still putting up, you know, he's still putting up top tier numbers every year. Uh, he's just gotten more and more crafty uh, the older he's gotten with his with his hands. Uh, just uh, you know just kind of different, uh, unorthodox pass rushes. And uh, Nick Bosa, just a, a rookie that came in, and obviously his older brother kind of, you know, you, you could just tell they just have a different pedigree coming into the yeah. league. Um, and just the, tech, the, the technical work, handwork, uh, just different, everything is, 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 is advanced for a rookie. You know what I mean? Uh, strong, fast. Um, so, you know, those two guys definitely – uh, you got to work. You got to work and play in and play out. How similar is that tackle versus end of like hand fighting with like martial arts and boxing? How, how like, are you going to play back your, your last few games and think of them almost as fights where it's like, oh, he was setting me up with the counter? Is it is it similar to that? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You go against a good pass rusher that, that, that tries to um, not react off of what I'm doing. You know, because that's what it's a kind of chess game. Um, you know, I want to get them to react off of what I'm doing. 
and not wait to see what they're going to do um, because, you know, they're trying to set their move up. Because all I need is one or two plays a game, you know what I mean, to, to, to change the game. Uh, so, they'll, you know, one might just bull rush you, bull rush you. So, like, okay, they're just going to bull rush all game. And then on that fifth rush, you think they're coming to bull rush you, you kind of you drop your head, you get too overextended, and then they give you an inside move and you're whiffing, you know, and sack could be a sack fumble for a touchdown. Um, you know, so many things can happen. So <clears throat> you have to be very disciplined in your technique um, and not not dictate what's going to happen on the next pass rush based off of previous rushes. My fear for Chandler Jones is that he's remembered almost in this like Simeon Rice type of fashion except like backwards where like Simeon was like longtime Arizona and then went and had those amazing years with Tampa. And then Chandler wins with the Patriots and now he's in Arizona, but like every year he's, he's like a league leader in sacks, just like Simeon was. And then we look back and they kind of get lost. Like that's my fear for Chandler Jones. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, going coming from new England, you know, where you're winning every year, you know, and he was good, but he was still young, still trying to, you know, learn, kind of everything about his rush and his play and he's found it now uh just with the organization that's been kind of just building and and also in a very tough division um but uh they definitely got a got a, a really good team around him this year you know they got you know Kyle Murray's playing really really good football Oof. um and they and got your just, guy DeAndre Hopkins now yeah they didn't they didn't make our division any easier uh, they just drafted a rookie you, linebacker. When that happened, did you call up Hopkins and be like, "Oh, you too, huh?" Same thing. Like, what, what, what were you thinking? Um, it was wild, man. Um, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, and you know, I saw like a lot of rumors about it happening before, and you know, him being possibly been on the market, and I, I didn't understand it. Uh, but again, nothing surprised me. You know, I, I was gone from there. Um, Clowney got traded from there, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, those kinds of things happen and you don't really know the rhyme or reason, but, um, you know, it is what it is, um, you know, uh, but I, I wish he didn't come to our division. <laughs> Are we going to get the story, like the last dance in like 10 years about what happened for those two, three years in the Houston Texans, like you false, like, is there going to, do we have to wait like a decade for the stories to come out? I think I've told I've I've given my story a little bit. My 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 wrist. I didn't have any issues with uh, Bill O'Brien. You know, um, you know, I can't really speak for his relationship with with um, DeAndre or oh, or yeah. Jadavion. You know, but uh, my you know my mind came from contractual stuff in the front office. You know, with with uh, the GM at the time, and um, you know, and uh, and then you know I had some social. Some social justice yeah well know. bob mcnair i mean man you had yeah. your fist in the air and now now it's like i got corona and, and back then we were freaking out because Wayne <laughs> was putting his hand in the air you know <laughs> times man the times we're in yeah. you know so but again i didn't have any issues with bill you know um we we had a good rapport you know but uh so my my situation is a little bit different but yeah again a lot of a lot of big time players just uh relocating um, if they came to you and said, listen, we need you to live in a bubble uh, and you, you can't see your family and that, and you know, we're going to, you're going to live there and this way we can keep it contained and all that stuff. Would you do it? It'd be a difficult decision to make, man. You know, especially at this point in my career, 
and you know, especially going, I mean, going from seeing my family every day now for the last five months to not seeing them at all. Like it's uh that's a tough decision to make, but you know, it's also, you know, I love the game. I do want to play. Um, and I think in the times that we're in, being able to have football for the rest of the country uh, would be huge. I think it would, it would, it would, <laughs> it would save some people's sanity. Uh, so, you know, I, I would lean towards it, you know what I mean? But it, it, it would definitely be a, a, a tough decision. That was the wildest thing about the schedule coming out. Cause like the schedule comes out and all my family's like, Ooh, Eagles play Cowboys Sunday night. And I was like, do you, we don't know that. Like yeah. I looked up your first game is supposed to be September 13th, one o'clock in Atlanta. And I'm sitting there going, okay, so if I'm Dwayne, do I practice to get ready for that? Or in the back of my head, am I like, we need to sustain this. And, and I, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm preparing myself for it. Um, you know, we it's it's a very different time we're in, but I'm, you know, using every resource I have to stay in shape and, and be in as best shape as possible to prepare myself to, for a September 13th game. Um, so we'll see what happens. I also feel like the silver lining in this could be what you said before. I feel like the NFL, all of a sudden, everyone's getting to be a dad for like a few months because yeah, usually yeah. you guys are so separated now. It's like, no, bro, it's, it's dad time all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a two-year-old. He just turned two here. Um, I have three kids, but, you know, only one is in my household. And uh, he is loving life, man. And my wife is, too, <laughs> because she's not uh, she's not just changing diapers by herself the whole time. Uh, but it's been awesome. It's been awesome. You know, I, go, I still work out, you know, for about two to three hours a day. But outside of that, you know, yeah, it's, it's super dad time. And then when you're factored, like, you know, you guys have to work as a unit and, yeah. you know, I see Fant goes to the jets, uh, some new picks come in. How, how do you think, uh, how, what are you guys trying to do, I guess, to gel when you can't actually be together? Yeah, that's, that's probably the toughest part right now. Um, we have a uh, zoom online meetings, um, just trying to learn the system for the new guys, get them to learn the system, get them to learn, learn our terminology. Uh, just try to bond as much as possible, uh, get to know people, um, you know, virtually. Uh, and then we don't know when we're going to be able to, you know, work out together and things like that. But, um, yeah, that's the hardest part. You know, we've lost three of our starting linemen. You know what I mean? Justin Britt uh, was released. DJ Fluker is gone to uh, Baltimore. Jermaine Fetty has gone to Chicago. And, and George right. is like our sixth lineman. Uh, he's gone to New York. So that's a huge that's a huge blow, you know what I mean? And, and you know, Joey Hunt came in and he played quite a bit and, and some other guys um, are familiar, we're familiar with, but, you know, we have a lot of new guys. We got Brandon Shell, um, we got Damian Lewis, who was drafted, Chance Wormack, you know, BJ Finney, guys that haven't been there. So, and the O-line is all about camaraderie. It's all about um, having that, 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 that bonding and, and being, uh, being on the same page and in sync. So, we're just trying to get that figured out on the go. I mean, we're not the only team that has to deal with it, so that's the, the good part. I was talking to Travis Kelsey recently, and he was saying that he's enjoying taking screenshots when Andy Reid gets really close to the camera because he's just like an old guy that doesn't know Zoom. <laughs> is, is Pete Carroll 
just chomping gum right into the microphone <laughs> during Zoom calls. Like, I feel like that's an issue. He actually hasn't been chewing gum at all. Like, I think that's something that he just does mostly uh, on game day. It might be a thing gotcha. for his nerves. Uh, but he's he's done a great job of, of um, spicing up our, our Zoom meetings. He actually had Will Ferrell call in and, and act as Greg Olson, uh, which was it was so hilarious, man. And uh and much needed. You know, that that definitely woke everybody up. Uh, he yeah. does a pretty good job. That stuff has to be repetitive job. and boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in front of a, a, a screen for two hours is like but know. you know, it's necessary. Awesome. Um, I guess overall, is there is there anything that you're working on right now? I know that you're socially conscious or anything you're thinking about right now that you'd like to kind of get off your chest before we wrap up? Um, nah, you know, I was pretty vocal about the situation that happened in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, oh, yeah. you know, it, that was tragic. You know, um, that, that process has been, um, starting to move along in the right direction with some arrests being made and things like that. So, um, just hoping for the best outcome for that. Um, other than that, man, just... Just praying for peace and, and safety for everybody, yeah. man. You know what I mean? We're in, we're in crazy times. Um, and so just, just hoping for peace and safety for everyone. I think it's interesting. It's a big time for reflection for a lot of people to kind of yeah. realize, okay, this is who you are. And yeah. so as you see yourself every day, you learn more about yourself. Yeah. And I think for that to happen in Georgia during this time, to not even really happen during this time, for the incident to happen before, but for the evidence and the reality to come out now, I think it's, you know, in, in all these messages I see of we need to come together from every advertiser in the world, for that to happen, I think it immediately said, look, there are still issues that are going on in our country, even if it's not, even beyond we can't leave our homes. I mean, this yeah. guy was just going out for a run. And yeah. I, man, it's been sitting in my chest and I think, um, it's also weird that we're really not going to get closure on that because everything is going to be delayed because it's just going to be sitting there with us too, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, all, all we can act, all we could act for in the moment <clears throat> was for an arrest to be made. You know, it took three yeah, months, True. three months for an arrest to be made. And now we've gotten that. So, uh, you know, that's just a part of the justice that we need to happen, you know? So, uh, you know, everything else will will play out when it's time to, but um, an arrest had to be made. So that was the main thing for now. Well, listen, I hope that you enjoy uh, your two-year-old son. Uh, I hope that you're prepared to feed him at every waking moment. Uh, enjoy, enjoy being on a Super Bowl contender. And there's no better thing in the NFL, man, than feeling like you got a chance. And with you, with those guys on the outside, with Russ, and that defense, man, like I, I have high hopes for you guys. So I wish you continued health, success, and, and sanity in this time. Uh, thanks a lot, man. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Wish uh, safety and health for you and your family. Uh, thank you nice for having me. All right, brother. See All right, you man. Soon, man.